So Money Episode 1111, Kara Golden, founder of Hint Water and author of the new book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. I remember him saying something that really, really gave me, kind of fed into sort of this doubt that I had, but also gave me fuel, which was sweetie Americans like sweet, actually love sweet, and telling me that I could never turn this product, unsweetened fruit infused water, into a business. We've all by now probably seen Hint water on the shelves. You may have some in your home right now. It's one of America's most popular healthy drinks. And today we have the founder of Hint Water, Kara Golden, joining us. She is now a new author, author of the book Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. You just heard an excerpt of her sharing the behind the scenes of launching Hint Water years ago, told she could never do it. America likes sweet. America likes sugar. And yet Hint went on to become the leading unsweetened flavored water. Kara herself receiving numerous accolades, including Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year in 2017, an InStyle Badass 50, Fast Company's most creative people. The Huffington Post also listing her as one of six disruptors in business alongside Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg. On top of being an entrepreneur and an author, Kara is a mom of four children. She's also the host of the Kara Golden podcast where she interviews founders, entrepreneurs, and in her book, Undaunted, it's part biography, part business memoir with lots of insights on self-development, sharing important lessons from Kara's own path. She says whether you want to get healthy, start a company, break an addiction, find a new career, or just grow in life, this book will inspire you to go for it and help you find the courage to get there. Let's crack it open. Here is Kara Golden. Kara Golden, welcome to So Money. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, this is such an honor. You know, we are huge Hint fans um, in our household and want to thank you so much. Your team has been, maybe you you may or may not know, but just so supportive of some of my projects over the years. Last year, launching Stacks House in Los Angeles, Hint was our official water. So everybody who experienced the, the exhilarating Stacks House was able to, um, you know, refresh with the delicious hint water. And then years even before then, you may not remember this, but six years ago, I was a reporter and I was writing for Daily Worth, which is now defunct, but we were talking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was a story on like how, how women like you who are founders and CEOs and mothers and running multiple projects at the same time, get it done, how your day runs. So I just wanted to get like a sense of your day and you were generous enough to share some insights for that piece. And so it's nice to, you know, just sort of catch up now. And there's so much on your end to celebrate. Most notably, just yesterday, you launched your first book, Undaunted. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's very, very exciting. So it's been a four years in the making. So I'm very, very excited that this day is here. 
I can imagine it feels good to have it out in the world. And I want to talk a lot about it. But first, this is the first time you're on So Money. I don't know why it's taking me so long to bring you onto the podcast. I love speaking to female founders. The Huffington Post, among all your many, many media accolades, the Huffington Post calls you one of the leading six disruptors in business alongside none other than Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg both tech guys. Um, what's so cool is that you did disrupt in the water industry, something that we take for granted as being so simple and like, what is there to disrupt? <laughs> Do you see yourself as a disruptor? You know, I think for, for me, it's it's sort of, I feel like that term has has come about over the last couple of years in particular. And and. I, look, I I think what I'm trying to do is actually change industries and and industries, you know, in particular that I see as not really that great for people. And I think I admire both of those people that you mentioned, and as well as the Huffington Post. So it was a real honor to, you know, be be called that. I think, you know, the thing about disruption is that it's it's something that you know, overall is, um, yeah, it, 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 it does feel good. I mean, it, you know, honestly, it's, it's a, it's something that I think overall is just really, um, you know, kind of a fun saying in many, many ways. And I feel like to actually be called a disruptor, I must be doing something that people are noticing, right. That is, yes. that is changing in some way. I was just in a meeting the other day. Well, the other day, meaning like pre-COVID. So February was the other day. And um, I was at our ad agency, Ad Large, for this podcast. And the CEO sits me down. He's like, do you want a hint water? He's like, oh, I am nice. in love with the hint water. He thinks he's introducing something to me. I'm like, we're fans. We're preaching to the choir here. Like we're all fans I of hint it. water. Um, but I it continues it. to be this wonderful discovery that people make. And for you, you discovered this formula. So it is a very simple formula out of your own necessity. I know that you were trying to be healthier. You had a fixation with diet soda. I did too. And within months, you were delivering the first cases of what was then the hint water to the local Whole Foods. A business was born within months. Was was that ever the initial idea? Like, I'm going to help myself and then ultimately start a multi, multi-million, I don't know, is it billion at this point, dollar business? Uh, it's not quite, we're not Coca-Cola yet, but, uh, but, <laughs> yet. <laughs> but we're, we're getting there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's, um, I think back on those days fondly actually. And I, it, you know, I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Um, and basically by that, I mean that I came really to the world of startups on a totally different path than many other entrepreneurs. And, you know, founding a company was was really never my goal. I didn't sit there and, you know, think, okay, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur. I'm never going to go work for anybody. There are entrepreneurs that, you know, become um, entrepreneurs in that way. But, you know, I, I, I really this all kind of came to be when I was in my mid 30s. And it, I as you mentioned, I had a huge addiction to diet soda and was really like I was working in different media and tech jobs and living in New York and then moved to San Francisco, got married, had kids. And and basically, I felt like 
it was really in the early 2000s when, you know, I was working 18, 20 hour days at AOL and I was, you know, real, really not feeling as good as I thought I could feel. And I had gained a bunch of weight over the course of having um, kids. I had three kids at, at that time. And what I finally one day and truly by accident did was I, I didn't, I looked at my diet soda and saw that the ingredients were just not things that I understood. And I kind of didn't have time to, or energy to sort of sit there and look them up. So I thought if I kind of put this to the side until I actually understand what I'm putting in my body, maybe that will, um, maybe it will be something, maybe it won't be. I actually predicted that it was really not sort of the reason why I couldn't lose weight, why I wasn't feeling my best. Um, but after two and a half weeks of swapping out this diet soda for plain water, I found that I was, my skin had gotten clearer, um, you know, I'd lost all this weight. And so that was the point when I'd lost over 20 pounds in two and a half weeks. So that was the point where I really said, this is absolutely crazy. Like I wasn't drinking full fledged, you know, sugary soda, I was drinking diet soda. And so I was kind of upset with myself, frankly, that I had been tricked and fooled. And then obviously, been, you know, pretty upset with how I had been marketed to. And at that point, I really said, you know, why don't I just go see if others want this product too? Because I thought if I could really help other people to get healthy and, you know, let my passion and commitment to making a great product kind of be my, be my guide, then, you know, that would ultimately be the way that I would, you know, not only develop a great product, but also a great company. And, you know, I had no idea that what I was sort of getting into, or frankly, the, the, not even mountain, I wouldn't even call it that, like that's, that is a um, generous kind of way to sort of think about, you know, the challenges of growing this company against the large, you know, big behemoth beverage companies that are out there, because it, it wasn't just about creating a product that tasted great. Um, which, you know, we did from the beginning, but it was also everything from shelf life to distribution to, you know, getting into stores, changing how we, you know, actually sell product and, you know, lots of different aspects about it that, again, I had no idea exactly how to do it or that I would be able to do it. And on top of everything, it sounds like from your book, because the subtitle is Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, that you didn't exactly have this cheerleading squad behind you, that that there was a lot of uh, skepticism, perhaps, surrounding your ability to see this to the finish line. And so can you can you extrapolate a little bit that that subtitle yeah. for us and how that hit home for you? Yeah, I'm. It, you know, I just thinking about that, I mean, probably like just one example of, of kind of the doubts and the doubters. I mean, look, we all have doubts and doubters. And something that I've really come to believe is that, you know, this is not 
something that is unusual for people. It's really what you do with these doubts and doubters. And so, you know, when I created my first recipe for Hint, I didn't know anything about the beverage industry and wasn't sure I could even build a a beverage business, you know, hence my doubts. Um, But I, I finally reached out for some expert advice and ended up contacting somebody at one of the big uh, soda companies in Atlanta through a friend. And I, you know, got a phone call um, with this person and shared my excitement about figuring out how to make water taste great without any sugar or sweeteners. And I had a bunch of questions that I wanted to talk to uh, him about, you know, bottling and distribution. And, you know, again, like I, I just was really trying to figure this stuff out. And it's funny because instead of answering any of my questions, he, you know, listened very carefully. And then he told me not to bother with actually producing this product hint. And, and I was, I was like, uh, why? And, and I mean, I'm curious, like, why do you say that? And because I, I've noticed that it really helps me to get healthy. And, and I've, talk to a bunch of friends out here who feel, you know, the same thing that they didn't really understand what these diet sweeteners were doing to them. And, and I remember him saying something that really, really, um, gave me, um, kind of fed into sort of this doubt that I had, but also gave me fuel, which was sweetie Americans like sweet, actually love sweet and telling me that I could never turn, this product unsweetened fruit infused water into a business. And I thought, first of all, he called me sweetie. And so we aren't very much alike, right? Where uh, like, I, I just was like, wait, did he just call me sweetie? He doesn't yeah. even know me. Like it was just, it really pissed me off. And, and I thought, you know, he wasn't the only one you know, that was doubting me. I mean, obviously I was doubting myself too, but I could easily at that point have just given up and moved on to something else. But I knew deep down that what I had created in my kitchen was helping me get healthier and that there were plenty of other people like me who wanted to drink water, but found plain water boring. And so I basically, you know, listened to him for a while and then, you know, said, Hey, you gave me a lot to think about. Thank you so much. Click. And, you know, today we're nationwide in grocery stores, warehouse clubs and online. And we've built an entirely new category of drinks, which is unsweetened flavored water. And I think like the biggest lesson that I learned there, it not only, you know, the the idea that just because you just because somebody doesn't actually see the same thing that you see, just because they have so much more experience our tendency is to think, oh, well, they must be right, right? And I mean, use that example in any industry. And it ends up that now I look at people who are in large kind of, you know, archaic companies, and they just don't look at new, right? They don't look at disruption. They don't look at how things could be because they get so used to doing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And so that is, you know, really what I was hearing from this gentleman. It was that, you know, they didn't do unsweetened flavored water, right? There was, you know, they had 
they had some water, they had a water, you know, company, but they weren't doing flavored waters and they certainly weren't doing them with real fruit. And so that was, you know, I think really, really eye opening to me because I thought it, you know, he wants to shut this down right now and ultimately not have any annoying competition out there. And, but he's wrong and I should just go and try. And, you know, and I think that that's really a, another key piece of, of what I talk about in the book too. And, and what Sheryl Sandberg actually, um, read the book early and, uh, and gave me one of my blurbs in the book. And, and she said, uh, you know, the thing that I really got out of your book, which I think is really, really um, important for people to hear, is that and something that she thinks about frequently is if you don't ultimately, or if you didn't ultimately know the word failure, what would you do? And I think that that is, that is the key thing that we all have doubts. And oftentimes, if we go out and look for advice, you're going to find people that are actually going to escalate those doubts, right? And instead, figure out what what you're going to do and go do it and go try and stop figuring out or stop thinking about failure as something that is, you know, ultimately going to happen or could happen. Instead, go out and try. I'm so stuck on that sweetie thing. And um and it bothers me, but it I think it it points to a much bigger problem which we know, which is, you know, sexism and underestimating women. And do you think that your journey would have been any different if you were a man? You know, I get asked about that a lot and also for different aspects like fundraising and, you know, think look, I I've, I've never obviously been a man, so I don't know for sure. Um I can talk from friends' experiences that, you know, I think in watching them, I, I think it's easier to sort of look outside of yourself, right? And look at what, how other people have, have been treated. So I think clearly um, there's some of that that's gone on, um, but I, I think it just didn't matter. And that, and that is another, you know, theme that, that I talk about a lot is that, you know, if you really want to go out and do something, then why build up walls in front of you that say, okay, you're never going to be able to do this, or this is going to be too hard to ultimately do. You need to figure out like, you know, you have a choice, you either try or you don't. Right. But so frequently, I think people just can't get out of the gate because they think that, you know, Oh, okay, I, I'm not the right gender, and therefore I shouldn't even go try. And so that I think is something that, you know, again, it it kind of doesn't. I mean, if it's going to happen, and you really want to ultimately go and do the product or do the business or service, whatever it is, um, then then you've got to go and try. And again, like I could have sat here and said, okay this is this is affecting how i'm ultimately going to going to grow and therefore i shouldn't do it or whatever fast forward 15 years by the way um is you know we're 
the largest unsweetened flavored water in the U.S. today. Um, we're one of the largest flavored waters. Um, we're definitely, you know, when people are talking about beverage companies, I mean, we're easily in the top, you know, 10 beverage companies in the U.S. today. And again, you know, that guy that called me sweetie told me that this was never going to work. I think it worked. I right? think so. And have you since followed up with this gentleman? I haven't. Um, I believe he is retired. Love to be actually. a fly on the wall if you ever if you ever run into him. That would be quite the uh, the experience. And, and, and you know, for Nusha, I think I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I love running into people who doubted mm-hmm. me. Sure, right? I love it's delightful. It. And, and and like fifty percent of the time, they actually think that they didn't doubt me. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then and then another 50% of the time they remind themselves and they own the fact that they did doubt me mm-hmm. and that they were wrong. And I love the ones that own it, right? And that they're they're like, gosh, I thought, you know, tech executive who decided to go into the beverage industry, this never was going to fly and you've proved me wrong. And I was like, I know. Right? Yes. I mean, what do you what do you say, right? And so it's really, it, I think it's really okay, right? Yeah. And and to to be able to look, everybody, like I said, everybody has doubts, everybody has doubters, everybody doubts things, but the fact that you can own it and you know, people prove you wrong. And hopefully, and one of the main reasons why I really wrote this book too, was to show people that, you know, I had a lot of that, right? Mm -hmm. There was, there were many people that said for a lot of different reasons that this thing wasn't going to, wasn't going to fly. And, you know, people ask me now a lot, like, why did you write Undaunted? And, you know, I, I think the key thing I grew up in as a, fifth of five kids with a bunch of successful brothers and sisters and got to see them succeed and fall in different ways. And what I really noticed is that everyone has to find their own path and, and like everybody has to learn. And, and that is really what I wanted to cover in Undaunted too, to kind of share some of my stories so that they can be helpful to other people, whether you're starting a business or hoping to achieve some other goal, you'll probably see something in my experiences that speak to you. And, and, you know, everything from my first job and working in a toy store to running a beverage company, I've dealt with a lot of fear and uncertainty and doubts. And I hope just by hearing my experiences that, you know, and how I've navigated my life so far will help people to find their, find their way through their own journey, whatever that will, you know, wherever that, wherever you may want that to go. And we are, many of us experiencing a daunting time, <laughs> you know, like this is a, this is a, we're having a moment. Um, and w- whether you have a business or you've been thinking about starting a business, I think your head is circling with a lot of disappointment, discouragement, fear. Before we go though, I wanted to end with how our relationship sort of started, Kara, which was with that interview that I did all of those years ago, six years ago, when Hintwater was even then like a huge hit. And and 
since then has even grown exponentially. But back then, your kids were still little. And I interviewed you on about like your day, like tell me about your day and how you make it work. And you had this great insight of investing in the help of others. And when you have like you four kids, right, that's a lot of different ages. It doesn't really make sense to bring in one person for all of them. Maybe it's that you bring in two people because there's, yeah, the kids have different activities and needs and all of that. So fast forward today, six years later, I would love for you to share the greatest decision that you made in this period of time regarding your business and then the greatest decision you made regarding your family since that that those many years ago. So I would say business first. We just actually closed um, in the middle of COVID a $25 million round of, of financing, um, which was another one that people said, you know, how can you raise money during COVID? And we did. Um, we were able to do it. And that really points to what I'm most proud of is people that we've partnered with to invest in our company. So this round was led by um, Springboard Capital Group, which is an all-female founded uh, group that only invests in later stage female-founded companies. And so they led the round. And uh, it it was, um, I think that it just really points to you know, overall, what I believe in is that people who have some sort of involvement in your company, whether it's employees or investors, you have to like believe in them for you to believe or for them to believe in you. Right. And, and really have that, you know, and that synergy between the, the, relationships overall. And I, I see so often when people are building companies that they take the, you know, frankly, the wrong money in and they don't think about that. And it takes tons of time to kind of find the right people. You know, I often say to entrepreneurs that, you know, as soon as you close around, you know, don't, don't stop like, like try and figure out really network to be able to find you know, who you ultimately want to have in your company. And that is, you know, really what we did. So when we decided when, you know, we've been growing, um, thankfully, um, like crazy, and we just went into Costco nationwide and lots of other retailers, as well as our direct to consumer site has tripled since, um, since March. So we really needed growth capital. But again, we weren't going to settle and raise with people. Um, you know, we were oversubscribed for it, but we weren't going to settle on doing it with people that we really didn't want to. Um, so I think that that is the, the key thing um, from a business standpoint. And then also, or just looking at sort of family, I think that the key thing is is really, you know, I, I think I'm most proud of the fact that I've allowed my children to really see me as a leader and, you know, not just kind of a mom, but also um, really doing something that impacts you know, lives, right? Like by, by really being not only an advocate for 
um, getting the sweet and and diet sweeteners um, lessened in the marketplace, um, but also so many other initiatives. I'm working on a huge clean water initiative in Washington right now to try and really elevate um, awareness around um, lead and PFAS and some other things um, that are in our water supply, our tap water supply, unfortunately. And so being able to show them that I not only am running a company, but also am doing good and social good and helping, you know, try to solve problems in areas that are not necessarily, you know, for my bottom line of hint, but are important and I have knowledge of them and I'm able to use my voice. I I think that, you know, they've grown up in a house where, um, you know, I can't imagine that they won't be doing the same thing because they see they see their their mom and somebody that is, you know, really trailblazing and trying to change things. And, you know, that to them is I'm still mom, but I'm I'm somebody that really is, you know, going up against the big guys and doing things that not every CEO does either. And um, I'll leave you with I'll never forget when my son, who's now 18, was I think it was he was probably 11 or 12 years old. He saw speaking of Sheryl Sandberg again, but um, he saw Sheryl Sandberg talk about lean in. And he said to me, Mom, I just realized that women aren't CEOs. And I thought, oh, gosh, like, where are we going with this? <laughs> and he said, but, but you're a CEO, Mom. And I don't understand why there aren't more women CEOs because you're a great CEO. So why is this? And I said, Keen, his name is Keenan. I said, Keenan, I agree with you. And because you believe this, like maybe you'll change that. And he said, and and he said, I will, because I think that there's no reason why women can't be leaders and can't be CEOs and also can't be moms right at the same time. So it was, you know, it was at that moment that I really realized um, it was a great parenting moment, right? Where I realized that I'm, I'm his role model, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. I'm some where he will forget about me for a minute, he will go out into the world because he's seen me do what I do every single day and have more respect for women and what their position should be. What a role model. Kara, thank you so much. So happy to reconnect with you with all the good news. Your book is out now. Everybody check out Undaunted, available everywhere. And of course, pick up Hint Water while you're at it. Start your day off healthy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much to Kara for joining me. Check out her book, Undaunted. You can get it wherever books are sold. You can also follow Kara on her website at karagolden.com and all social channels at Kara Golden. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And I hope your day is so money. Money.